feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, because your perfume is smelling sweet. Well, President Biden isn't scaring anybody. Uh, No way which loose. And I don't even think he is convincing himself that he's a tough guy. He certainly is not John Wayne. And it is a sad testament to where we are right now in the world. Uh, Today, again, the U.S. launched some more strikes on the Hootsie Rebels. Uh, Probably uh, said, hey, you know what? Uh, There's an empty warehouse. We're going to go after that. (laughs) That looks good. So far, we haven't had a lot of success, and it's been outright embarrassing. And Biden finally just put them back temporarily on the terrorist watch list. This is the foreign designation list. Just, you know, put them back on and said, you know what? Um, Maybe we should call them a terrorist. I would call somebody that's attacking U.S. troops dozens upon dozens of times. I would call them a terrorist organization. And by the way, it's Biden who actually took them off that terrorist designation because clearly he's been trying to coddle Iran. He's been trying to favor Iran from the very, very beginning. And that's why we are in this mess. And it follows with what we were talking about before with the border. It's all the same thing. Open border. No problem. Coddle Iran. No problem. Drip, 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 drip. Even with Ukraine. You know, barely getting anything. They're just finally, by the way, potentially getting some cluster bombs. Now, Biden was asked about sending cluster bombs well over a year ago. And at that point, circle back Saki, who was the White House press secretary at the time, said, you know what? Uh, We would never send those because those are against the Geneva Convention. Uh, Maybe they're effective, but we would never do that. Well, guess what? Here we are, and Biden is planning on sending them. And guess why? Because Russia is not playing by the rules, and Ukraine is in the fight of their survival. And they're still saying, you know, President Biden, where are the other things that you promised us like a year or two ago? This drip, 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 wimpy foreign policy doesn't work not only for America, but it doesn't keep the world safe. And so today, President Biden was asked, You know what? Uh, What about those uh, airstrikes that you're doing on these Hootsie rebels? Are they working? Uh, Are they effective? And I thought for sure he would maybe kind of lie and go, oh, yeah, they're big and bad. But no, he said, no, they're not working. Take a listen to what Biden said. Are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Hootsies? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. Are they stopping? Nah. Are we going to continue just for the heck of it? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, does that sound like somebody you go, oh, God, I got to worry about that guy. If you're Kim Jong-un, you know, if you're President Xi, if you're one of the mullahs in Iran, sadly, you're going, boy, uh, that guy is having trouble deciding if it's chocolate or strawberry. And he's not even sure when they should send something, when they shouldn't send a missile. What should they do? They do it, you know, a year too late and the damage is already done. And you could contend again, as I brought up with Ukraine, 
I'll never forget when I saw the president there in the White House say, well, you know what? If it's just a minor incursion, no big deal. And sure enough, Russia goes in. He never said, Russia, how dare you? Don't you dare touch one hair of a Ukrainian citizen. We're going to stand up. We're going to protect Ukraine. Uh, No, he didn't do any of that. And guess what? We are all paying a dear price, including, of course, the Ukrainians. Listen to what former CIA station chief Dan Hoffman had to say, because he says, boy, Biden is not doing anything to stop these Iranian-backed rebels, uh, all these different groups all over the world that now feel emboldened. What matters is that we are not deterring the Houthis from disrupting uh, global trade through the Red Sea. Uh, They're continuing to launch attacks against the United States and our allies. They're terrorists, and this is oxygen for them. The war against the United States is oxygen for their public relations, uh, for increased funding from Iran, and uh, to generate more recruits around the world and more terrorist operations against us. It is a free-for-all by those who wish to do America harm. And that is a major, major problem for the world. And it also comes as we are talking about our wide-open southern border. We were talking about the hearing that took place today on Capitol Hill. You heard from Mother Josephine Dunn who in gut-wrenching detail talked about her beautiful daughter, Ashley, who died from a fentanyl overdose in 2021. It was so powerful to hear her describe the loss of her daughter. And another mother who also testified talked about her daughter, who was killed by an illegal migrant who got into the country He was a gang member, part of the notorious and ruthless MS-13 gangs, uh, just released into America. How nice is that? And took her daughter's precious life. Listen to what mom, Tammy Nobles, described to Congress a few hours ago. My name is Tammy Nobles. I am the mother of Kayla Hamilton. July 24, 2002 was one of the best days of my life. I gave birth to a beautiful baby girl and named her Kayla Marie. She loved to smile and laugh. She always kept her friends close and never forgot anyone. She was kind, caring, thoughtful, and funny. She loved God. She loved life and God. She showed the world that being yourself was okay and you didn't have to follow everyone else. But sadly, on July 27th, 2022, I received the worst news that a parent doesn't want to hear that my newly 20-year-old daughter, Kayla Hamilton, was murdered in her own room and left on the floor like trash. The illegal MS-13 known gang member brutally raped and murdered my daughter by strangling her with a cord and robbed her of $6. I don't even know what to say. To hear that story, that an illegal migrant breaks into their home rapes and kills their daughter, and robs her for $6. It doesn't get any worse than that. It is so horrible and disgusting to hear. And why isn't this president highlighting what's happening at the border? That is sadly one of many cases that is happening with a wide-open southern border. All these gang members that are coming through, All these potential terrorists that are coming through, we've had record numbers of people on the terrorist watch list. 
that crossed just last year, more than the prior seven years combined. So what is it going to take with the Biden administration to wake up and realize that this is downright derelict in their duties? There is nothing that could ever replace the loss of her beautiful daughter killed by a guy who never should have been in this country to begin with. And had they checked and had they been vetting them, had they just kept Trump's policies of remain in Mexico? That's all they needed to do. They didn't need to reinvent the wheel. But the day that President Biden came in, he like changed everything, decided to fix everything in his words, even though he has broken what was a pretty good system under President Trump. And here's a little bit more from this grieving mother Tammy Nobles explaining why she felt it's important to speak out now. For me, this is not a political issue. This is a safety issue for everyone living in the United States. This could have been anyone's daughter. I don't want any other parent to live the nightmare that I am living. I am her voice now, and I'm going to fight with everything I have to get her story told and bring awareness of the issue at the border. If we had stricter border policies, my daughter would still be alive today. Nothing will bring my daughter back nor fix the pain of not having her here. But I want to prevent this from happening to someone else's child. This isn't about immigration. This is about protecting everyone in the United States. God bless those two mothers who had unbelievable courage to come and testify to the world today about their most gut-wrenching, hurtful moments in their lives to lose their young daughters, and one of them to fentanyl and this one to an MS-13 thug who crossed the border and was just let loose in America. There's been a number of these stories, but this really hits home and it makes it so real and so personable. And so many of you out there I know who have called the show have had family members or friends Uh, who had fentanyl, whether it was intentional. In many cases, it's not. In the case of the mom who talked earlier, her daughter took a chemical. She thought she was taking a, a pharmaceutical, and then it was laced with the deadly fentanyl. It is so toxic. It's like the size of a a grain of salt. That's how toxic it is. And yet, it is killing Americans at a record pace, and our administration is not even drawing any attention to it. Because why? I can only imagine that they want to have this policy of letting everybody come in, rush to get them work permits, eventually, I believe, work getting them to the next layer of voting, to the next layer of citizenship. That's what I think this is sadly all about. It is all politics. And boy, at such a deadly, dangerous pace. And today, my orcas doesn't show up doesn't even care. It's kind of like Biden when he was just asked about the Hootsies. Hey, how are those uh, finally you striking back? Are they working? Eh, not really. But you know what? Eh, we're going to kind of keep on doing it. What the heck? Here is Congressman Mike McCall, who was on the Homeland Security Committee today, listening to those two moms. And this is what he had to say to Alejandro Mayorkas. He took an oath to defend and protect the Constitution and the American people, air, land, and sea, from enemies, foreign and domestic. Ms. Dunn, do you believe he violated that oath? Yes, sir. I flew from Arizona to meet him and face him. 
and ask him why. And he's not here today. I did not know that until after I landed yesterday. And he doesn't have the decency no. to even show up. That is correct. And talk to you personally. Today is my daughter's birthday. I would have much rather been home with my poor husband grieving her. I didn't need to be here today. So whatever he's doing, I hope it's more important than that. Let me say I'm sorry. Thank you. Because apparently the secretary doesn't care to show up and say that to you. No. Her daughter's birthday today. And here she is flying in from Arizona to go talk to Alejandro Mayorkas, having this moment that, boy, did she deserve to have, and he doesn't even show up. Again, I hope he gets impeached. To me, it is incredible. And yet, he also told Kat Kamick, who is the Florida congresswoman, that uh, behind closed doors, she has said that he told her and a couple others, you're not going to like what's coming next. Because he knows that whoever Biden picks after him, as long as Biden's in office, he's going to pick somebody just like Alejandro Mayorkas. So they're just the messenger. But I still think the impeachment is important. What are your thoughts about our dereliction at the southern border? And as Iran is getting closer and closer to nuclear development, the enrichment that goes towards bombs There are reports that they are closer and closer than ever before. And our president is just kind of hitting a few rebel groups, a couple empty warehouses and empty cars, and saying, yeah, it's not really working. What the heck? That is not a strategy for security and not a strategy for success. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Biden not saying he's going to do anything, basically, with the Hootsies. Saying, yeah, it's not really working, our strikes. Uh, And also, the last report of his phone call with Benjamin Netanyahu was, he said, you know, this conversation is over, click, and hung up with one of our greatest allies. That is the way that this administration has been handling that. And also, in the middle of all this, too, all these protests that are taking place, I haven't heard word one from him condemning those protests, many of them that are destroying property and really getting out of hand. What about the ones at UPenn? Remember, there's the UPenn Biden Center. I haven't heard him say anything 
about the problems that arose at UPenn. Remember, the president of UPenn was replaced. She stepped down right after those congressional hearings. Then you got Claudine Gay at Harvard. But I haven't heard him say anything about that. It is all about politics with this president, and that is very, very dangerous, especially when we're looking at Iran and its nuclear development and all the tentacles that are happening all over the world. So many of the problems focused on that, and he is not doing anything. His weakness is inviting what is happening, the escalation, these half measures by this president is opening the door for others to take advantage. And that is a very, very dangerous place to be, especially right now as we are looking at the timing. And they're looking at the things. They're looking at the polls. They're seeing that President Trump did very well, historically well, in Iowa. The latest poll numbers coming out of New Hampshire show him doing well there, too. Nikki Haley doing better than she did in Iowa, but still not besting President Trump. And they're seeing the writing on the wall and going, wait a minute, if President Trump, should he get into the White House, should he win the election in November, things may change. And we're going to have somebody who's going to be tough on us. So maybe we need to take advantage of this moment now, or at least get in place during this time now where we can sneak a little under the radar. And that's why weakness is dangerous and the creation of it and the tepidness and the back and forth and the waffling that we're seeing from this president, it's painful to watch. And his delivery is also equally painful to watch, too. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm, line two. Norm, your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are, Rita, yeah, you, you asked the question, when is he going to do something about the border uh, or, or about the Hootsies? And the, and the answer is never. He's never going to do anything about it. I mean, he's not making any decisions. So, the, the, But this is what I'm concerned with. He's down to like 30 percent approval rate. And what I'm concerned with is if that drops down to, say, 20 percent, um, they're going to get rid of them. And um, I, I, I honestly, I think that Joe Biden is a less formidable opponent against uh, Donald Trump than uh, maybe uh, Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama. Although, I don't know, I haven't really thought that out. But, uh, but that's, uh, that's an interesting we... point. You're right. You want to have uh, from a, the Republican standpoint, you're right. Uh, I agree. I do think he is an easier guy to beat for President Trump. Although, if these people want to continue his policies, uh, I think uh, anybody could be beaten with the dismal policies of this administration. Rita Cosby is on. By the way, big news in the Hunter Biden front today as we're talking about the Biden administration. Hunter Biden, according to James Comer's committee, is scheduled now to do a deposition at the House of Representatives 
uh, on Capitol Hill behind closed doors, as they were originally always saying it had to be. Remember, he did the old stunt where he showed up and showed up at the hearing and he's like, I'm here. Uh, And then when they started asking questions, he scampered away. Uh, But now, apparently, he knew that he was going to be held in contempt if they didn't agree to something. And they finally apparently agreed uh, that he will come before their committees for a closed door deposition on February 28th. Uh, Let's see what happens. Let's see if he answers questions. He might end up taking the fifth. Who knows with someone like that and with all of the issues that are going on. Uh, but at least it is fascinating. Also, Fannie Willis, remember, this is the Georgia district attorney who had her lover, alleged lover, assigned to the case of Donald Trump and the election interference in the state of Georgia. That's that big case, the RICO case that has all these other defendants on top of President Trump. Well, now she has a hearing also in February by the judge who says, listen, we got to look into all these allegations that maybe things were not above board with the prosecution. You hired this guy who allegedly is your lover. Uh, You did it, I think, right around the day or before after he filed for divorce. He's getting paid, uh, I think it was $250 an hour, where the others on the case are getting $100 an hour. He raked in 600 and something close to $700,000 on the Trump case. That's taxpayer money. He also went to the White House for meetings, two eight-hour meetings. So I'm glad that the judge there finally has some common sense and is going to have a hearing in that case. By the way, also President Trump in the last few hours also hoping and doing a filing with the Supreme Court, his team. This is on the issue of the 14th Amendment. Remember, the Democrats are trying to kick him off the ballots in Colorado and in the state of Maine. Maine kind of punted. And now the case of Colorado is sort of up there at the highest court in the land. And Trump and his team in the last few hours did a filing with the Supreme Court saying, quote, chaos and bedlam will happen if the Supreme Court doesn't reverse Colorado's ballot disqualification, that the Supreme Court needs to step in so there is unity, there is clarity for all these different states so they understand what is at stake and that he believes it is huge election interference. I do, too. I mean, to me, to say, okay, well, we're going to kick the president, the former president of the United States, the leading candidate now going up against Joe Biden. That, to me, it is, it is the highest form, I think, of election interference. I think it's outrageous. And I think he does have a case to be made by saying there needs to be clarity, because otherwise all these other little states are going to come on in, just like Maine. Remember, Maine, the secretary of state, kind of took it upon herself and said, you know what, uh, maybe I'll do Um, You know, maybe I'll kick him off the ballot, too. And you know that there are probably many, many, many more coming. So he is pleading with the highest court in the land and saying, hey, it is time to reverse this, set a tone so these other states don't keep trying it. In the last few hours, also on the presidential campaign trail, because, of course, New Hampshire is coming up, it comes up after Iowa. That took place last week. New Hampshire is the first in the nation primary. There are reports that a lot of Democrats are switching parties so they can suddenly vote in an open primary 
in New Hampshire because New Hampshire is an open primary and they're voting for Nikki Haley. So that's an interesting thing because you're going, uh, that seems a little unseemly. You know, that, that that's the way it works in New Hampshire. It's different uh, than in Iowa. But in New Hampshire, because it is an open primary, everybody can vote for sort of whoever they want to. And in the last few hours, President Trump did an interview and he talked about the difference just overall between Iowa, New Hampshire and what's ahead. Uh, Here he is. He was on Fox News earlier tonight. Take a listen. Let's start in Iowa, though. Um, The largest margin of victory prior to your 30 point win on Monday was Bob Dole in 1988 with about just under 13 percent victory margin. Um, This is historic in so many ways. How do you analyze this? What happened? Why was this bigger than any other uh, Iowa caucus? Because the Biden administration is so bad and we now have a contrast. You didn't have a contrast so much before and now you have a contrast. Why? What happened? You know, we get the most votes of any sitting president in history and then somebody else takes over and they take a look at what uh, we had versus what they have now. And the difference is so stark. It's so massive. It's so different. The country is a different place. We were respected all over the world. We got the largest tax cuts ever, the largest regulation cuts ever. We rebuilt our military. And it goes on and on and on. Now there is a track record, he said. People can really compare and contrast. By the way, uh, Nikki Haley also saying uh, that she is, quote, the last best hope to stop the Trump-Biden nightmare, that Americans want to vote for someone else. And she is the last best beacon of hope out there. Uh, But she's getting a lot of heat from donors who are saying that if she does not do well in New Hampshire, because after that is South Carolina, that's her home state. And right now it looks like she's going to get clocked in her own home state. Uh, But New Hampshire, she is doing better, but she's still a distant too. And in that particular race, Uh, There's a number of big money donors that have come out in the last few hours and said, you know what, Uh, we're watching to see what you do in the Granite State. If you do okay in New Hampshire, then I'm ready to put some money in. Uh, But if not, and this is Ken Langone, he is the co-founder of Home Depot, uh, great business guy, great business leader. You see him all over the place. Um, He said, quote, "Uh, I'm not going to put more money in if she doesn't get traction In New Hampshire, you don't throw money down a rat hole. (laughs) That's his direct quote. In other words, Nikki, you better do something big in New Hampshire, or if not, I'm not funding you anymore. It is going to be uh, a quick end to your campaign. And a number of other big donors are saying the same thing tonight. Meantime, President Trump tonight is saying that The country was so much more secure under him versus Biden. We talked about what's going on in the border. We talked about all the problems overseas. Uh, There was just so much potential, sadly, uh, for the wars spreading and other wars erupting under this president and his mission of appeasement. And here is what President Trump said just a little bit ago. Biden is a threat to democracy. He's an absolute threat to democracy. He's very dangerous for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's grossly incompetent, which is the number one reason. But he's also actually in his own way. It's not him. It's the people that surround him. You got some very bad people surrounding him at that desk. You have people running the Department of Justice surrounding him. 
They're young and they're smart and they're communists and they're Marxists and they're fascists. And they're running this country. They're running it right into the ground. They are running it right into the ground. And it's going to take a long time to turn it around. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Deborah in Pennsylvania. Deborah, go ahead. Hi. Hello. Um, I love your show. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm hoping that Donald Trump will bring those ladies that spoke um, to say their stories. Like he could bring them with him and he could have them standing behind him and, you know, tell their story. Um, yeah, you mean um, you mean the the two uh, women who sadly yes. lost their daughters, right? Yes. yes I that's agree. That's I'm referring to. Yes. I agree. And anybody else, you know, just have all of them standing behind him, like, you know, as many people as he can get and then tell their story. I think that would be great. He's probably thought about that because he's so smart, but I just thought that would be really great, you know. So yeah, maybe he's listening. <laughs> yeah, he's you, listening. hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, you know, yeah. he does. Uh, he has done interviews here on the station and listened to the channel. So you never, ever, ever know. Um, you know, it's you know, I agree with you, Deborah. And he's also brought um, these angel moms. That's what they call them. As we were talking about, who've lost loved ones, especially uh, two illegal immigrants. And he did it very effectively. I remember even the last campaign. And I think about in 2016, I think part of the reason he was elected, obviously people knew who he was and they knew of his, his business acumen and, and they wanted leadership. But they were watching these enormous caravans coming from South America into Mexico and then coming into the country. And we're seeing the same thing now. Um, and the Democrats know that that's a losing proposition, and yet they don't want to seal the border. And I agree with you. I think he very much should um, bring some of these, as many of these people who are so articulate, and boy, do they deserve to be heard. And it really hits home as to the effects of these wide open borders. And and it speaks volumes to me that Mayorkas didn't even bother showing up. Uh, that says a lot to me, too. Deborah, thank you very much. Let's go to Robert in Philly, line three. Hi, Reed. It's really good to talk to you. Um, they don't care. They don't care about these victims. They don't care about the about the hundreds of billions of dollars it's going to cost us to take care of these people. They don't care about the Americans being displaced and having their services cut before these people. They don't care that the fact that uh, since 2022, over 27,000 American citizens have been victims of crimes by illegal immigrants, immigrants just in Texas, extrapolate that to the rest of the country. Hundreds or tens of thousands of people die in nursing homes. They don't care. I, this isn't hyperbole. When, even when they ask Cuomo about it, well, people die. They don't care. This isn't political speech. They don't care about the victims of their crazy policies. It's obvious. And um, I mentioned you last week, and Norm touched on it earlier, you're going to be looking at Newsom and Obama in November. There's no way they're going to let Biden run. He's going to let him pardon Hunter Biden, and all that they think will be swept under the rugs. We need to focus on the Democrats that supported lock, stock, and barrel every bad policy Trader Joe had. They had 270 four people in both houses of Congress when he was president and 272 voted 
for every policy except for Manson and Cinema. The Democrats are the evil. Joe is just a witless, corrupt puppet for them. And we need to start looking at that going forward. Thank you for the time and have a great night, Rita. You're awesome. Robert, thank you very much. You are awesome, too. And, and you know, I'm thinking about, too, uh, it's an interesting thing because the Democratic National Convention is in Chicago. And, of course, uh, you know, the Obamas are from Chicago. Uh, but all I can think about in Chicago, they're screaming about the migrant crisis. They're screaming about crime. Uh, there are so many problems. I can't imagine how many protests will probably be at the Democratic Convention, the National Convention that takes place this summer, the nominating committee. Uh, so what is you know Michelle Obama going to talk about? I, I do think, yes. She is a much more vibrant, obviously, uh, messenger for the Democratic Party, as is Gavin Newsom. But then you look at Gavin Newsom. Look what's happening in California with the homeless population, with all the problems there with crime and migrants. Uh, he doesn't have a really great story to tell about California either. You can put polish on the messenger, but the message still stinks. Uh, but you're right. I, I still I, I actually do agree with you. I can't see how they're going to keep this guy as the messenger, when you look at the numbers, and I, I played earlier in the show, you guys, his latest fumble where he was like, Deborah, will you come here? And he didn't even meet Deborah that day. You know, or he met her in Washington, I think, as it was. He never even saw her, I think. I mean, he can't keep the names of people he's meeting, and he's not meeting that many if you look at his schedule. So, boy, uh, is the country in trouble. Uh, but I think you're right in many, many ways, Robert. I think we're going to see a switcheroo. Uh, maybe either right after the convention where they can just do a quick switch technically. And that may be the time with people that already known. So they don't have to go out there and campaign and uh, get name recognition. Uh, boy, uh, this could be a wild year. Thanks so much, Robert. And everybody, this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment. And let's go to it right now. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And Tunnel to Towers Foundation does so much to help America's military and first responder heroes. They support our great Support Our Heroes segment. And this story tonight coming from Bismarck, North Dakota, where one veteran just received a prestigious honor surrounded by family and also loved ones. North Dakota is filled with a lot of heroes, uh, but just recently a local veteran was honored by local organizations to bring awareness to what he has done for so many. And he is a service member, Lonnie Grabowska. It sounds like a nice Polish name, so I like him even more. Uh, Grabowska is a naval veteran and has been serving in law enforcement for the past 27 years in North Dakota. Grabowska, for years, has also volunteered as a chaplain in the fire department, and he's helped out with people that need help in the Catholic Church. Uh, in receiving a big award as the hometown hero, he gets a flag, a certificate, a $500 gift card, and $1,000 to donate to a charity of his choice. Grabowska said, it's an absolute honor to be chosen. I feel humbled and honored at the same time and accept this on behalf of all my fellow veterans. What a beautiful story. And bravo, of course, to all of our great men and women in uniform and also their families that do so much to support all of us. And everybody, all it does is it just takes $11 a month 
So please donate $11 a month to the great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They do so much to help our military and first responder heroes. Simply go to T2T.org. That's T, number two, T.org. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, even Democrats are giving Biden the cold shoulder. He's getting a low approval even from Democrats recently. The overall approval is 33%. Uh, But if you look even the split with Democrats and Republicans, obviously Republicans aren't happy with them, but Democrats are definitely dropping off younger voters, minority voters. It's like every single category. Uh, They're giving him the cold shoulder. And speaking of cold, uh, it is downright freezing in much of the country this weekend. And of course, uh, last night, uh, heading now for the next 24 hours or so, uh, expecting a lot more snow in New York. Uh, A little bit of snow coming down now, we can see. And sadly, there's just a report of an American Airlines plane carrying 53 passengers that slipped off a snowy New York runway after landing an hour behind schedule. Flights are a mess. And luckily, it looks like nobody was injured, thank goodness. But this American Airlines plane slid off the runway and into the grass shortly after landing in very snowy weather, which, again, many of us are experiencing at New York's Frederick Douglass Greater Rochester International Airport. Uh, Again, thank goodness all 53 passengers and crew are said to be okay, but said it was a very scary incident. Uh, The weather is just wreaking havoc in so many different directions. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dave in Pennsylvania, line three. Dave, go ahead. Hi, Rita. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I just want to say that I think Republican leadership is committing a colossal misappropriation of political priorities by spending too much time uh, bringing attention to Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's inappropriate business dealings. I'm not saying they shouldn't brush these uh, acts under the carpet, but the focus that will change the hearts and minds of American people is have more Americans understand that the Democratic Party's families at the border are causing all these violent criminal acts such as murder and rape and, and the thousands of innocent children being sex trafficked. Uh, it's a lot regarding the testimony that you heard. I think the, the party should be working on impeaching the president with a goal to impugn the Democratic Party's brand and agenda because these the, the, the Biden and his cabinet members are, I mean, let's be honest, they're just chess pieces being controlled by a bunch of group, uh, group of leftists, I probably would say Obama disciple puppet masters. Yeah. And, you so, know, I Dave, mean, you're I right. You're, Dave, you're right. Put them all sort of on display, uh, but put the policies on display. Let's go real quick to Steve. You've been waiting for a while. Steve, real quick. Hey, Rita, I just want to say a few things. Yourself, Taz, the boss, Dominic, I wish I lived next door to Dominic as a neighbor. But Golden, Nadler, Biden, you ever hear them say they love America? Kamala Harris. You're right. And by the way, I love Dominic, too. And I wish I was his neighbor, too.